in Christ Jesus. Please stand, if you would, and turn in your Bibles, be you paper Bible saved or digital Bible saved, it does not make any difference to me, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, as I will continue by the grace of God, preach on the subject, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. 2 Timothy chapter 3, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous. And we've already dealt with some of these boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and that's one of the biggest signs, disrespect and disobedience to parents, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, and that's where we are, tonight shall we pray holy father god in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven holy father god tonight i praise you and i thank you for what you have allowed us to accomplish today uh, even in our old age. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. My family and all other Christian people who have truly believed in you and have repented of their sins. I praise you and thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love towards such undeserving creatures as we are. Your love is mind-boggling. Your grace is mind-boggling. Your mercy is mind-boggling. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who expresses your grace, your mercy, uh, and your love where we can grasp it. I, a little bit at least, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Ghost and your Holy Word. 
For Jesus Christ's sake, have continued mercy and grace upon those of us uh, who are saved and born again. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. And Holy Father God, uh, as you know, Lord, I am well aware that I have been taught in Bible college and seminary not to pray uh, a long prayer uh, before the sermon. I thank you that you have also taught me to pray before the sermon, but we're living in such prowless days, Lord, I just feel the need and the leadership to pray fully with the people, for the people, in front of the people, that they would be inspired to pray themselves in a very real sense. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. And Lord, I pray that you'd wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, and our consciences in the holy and precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than the snow on the inside. And Lord, I pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who are saved tonight on this Thursday going into Friday. Lord, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us and fill us all afresh and anew with the fruit of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Thank you, Holy Father God, for bringing us a mighty long way. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Lord, you would grant us uh, rather, Lord, I pray that you will uh, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin in such a way that, Lord, uh, we understand thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. I pray, Holy Father God, thank you, Lord, for what you did on yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. And uh, Holy Father God, in what you have done today, I pray that you will help us to march on uh, 
and to fight on and to move on in you regardless of all that is happening in the world today. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us all who are saved by your grace to truly humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins. And to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost in this country and around the world and even in my own family. Holy Father God, I truly believe that my wife, Marika White, of 35 years, is not a born-again Christian. I know that's hard for people to hear uh, in this day and time when the wife is supposed to always be right, wonderful, and perfect. The man is always the cad, always the one wrong. But I know that, Lord... Uh, in your kingdom, that's not how things are. And uh, you called the man to be the leader in the home and in the church. And so I have no reason why I would want my wife to be lost at all. So I pray that by the power of your Holy Ghost and all that you do to lead people to yourself, Lord, uh, she has done better than her mother. She's done better than her aunts. She's done better than her siblings. As far as staying married, keeping uh, those vows. And so I pray that even though she may be religious, and she's even helping me tonight, I pray, Holy Father God, that uh, you would make her a new creature. Help her to believe in you, to lay aside her pride, uh, and make her a new creature and understand and realize that she does not have to try to live the Christian life. Nobody can do that. It is you living through us. And she has to die to her pride and to herself. I pray the same for her mother. For if she's lost, I believe her mother is lost as well, her aunts are lost, and her siblings are lost, I do pray that for one sister who said she was saved, I pray that you will, uh, that she would examine herself and see whether or not she be in the faith. I pray for my own mother and my two sisters, who I believe are lost as well very religious and very disobedient to you according to your word. And that's one of the reasons why I believe that they're not saved because they act like it does not bother them to be disobedient to you and do things out of order that has caused a world of problems for other people and themselves.
And so, Lord God in heaven, have your Holy Ghost to not give my family members and enemies and friends rest until they come to know you as Savior. I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. And Lord, I welcome all of the people watching on blackchristiannews.com and uh, other places, Spreaker listening live on Spreaker, which is a magnificent uh, arrangement and outfit. And Lord, I must say, I never thought that we would be this long with Spreaker. My daughter, uh, Danielle, has made sure to it. And, uh, and what a great outfit it is, really. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, for some reason, I just didn't think live podcasting was going to last. And I didn't think that we would be able to last with it. But I give you the glory, praise, and honor that people can listen to me live as uh, some are. And, of course, the live feeds on Daniel White 3, Gospel Light Society, Gospel Light House of Prayer. And we're still on Facebook, miraculously. And, Lord, thank you for all of the people who tune in live and on demand. And, Holy Father God, we pray that they would hear the gospel and come to know you as Savior. And, uh, Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving in the morning around the world. <clears throat> and, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for giving me that ability that you gave Paul to take pleasure in persecutions, tribulations, infirmities, and even necessities, and to pray right on in faith believing in you. And how that, Lord, you answer prayers and give us grace and strength to go through for, our, for your strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord, we don't understand it all, but we thank you for it all. And I thank you, Lord, that I can glory in infirmities and in necessities and persecutions and tribulations. I thank you also that I can have your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, as you know, I want the same thing for my wife. We would have never had all of the problems that we have had if she had been born again. And so again, it's not about flesh and blood, it's about the devil being able to work through her. Uh, to try to hinder your ministry, especially with the preacher who has preached the last seven years almost every day. 
And the devil wants that stop, and he's going to use anybody who's handy and has tried to do so. But you have always given me the victory. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. At the same time, Lord, thank you for giving me the liberty to pray more than three times about these things. And so I pray tonight that you will lift all burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. And Lord, fill me constantly with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Regardless of how the devil is fighting against me, how the devil is using my own family as persecutors, as Judases, and Lord, I thank you for the peace and joy that I have. Uh, and in the words of one singer, in the world can't take it away. Even uh, evil family members and evil friends and Judases can't take it away. No matter how hard they try. And I thank you, Lord, for not only peace and joy, but cheerfulness as well. And... Uh, tranquility, quietness. And Lord, as you know, I've never had to take any sleeping pills in my life since I have been saved. And I believe that uh, uh, Pastor Huckabee, Governor Huckabee, he knows that, and that people have to get their hearts right with you to get a good night of rest and sleep. And, but yet he keeps on talking about a product that takes the place of that uh, when he knows better as a Baptist preacher. But anyway, Holy Father God, thank you for hours and hours of deep sleep that you've given me down through the years. And Holy Father God, I pray Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver us still from all distresses and afflictions, persecutions, trials, tribulations, tests, tensions, uh, temptations, and uh, Lord, I do pray, deliver us from the necessity problems Deliver us, Lord, from uh, infirmities. Heal those of us who are, who are saved. In every way, give us your strength and your energy and your might to fight on. And to hold up the blood-stained banner. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would deliver everyone in my family who is saved in this country and around the globe, Lord, from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I told the children tonight about uh, the plots and the persecutions that have 
come against me, told them ahead of time what is going to happen, and I pray that they would take heed to it and do what they can to uh, not allow it to impact them or, in, or involve them. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would thwart their plots and their plans and uh, have the wheels to fall off, so to speak. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you will uh, continue, Lord, to bless us and protect us. I pray that you will, I thank you for showing forth your grace, your mercy, and your love in the midst of even chastising your people, punishing folks, alerting folks of bad things to come. And yet you do it lovingly, mercifully, and graciously. Thank you, Holy Father God, for allowing things to be as well as they are. I thank you for the words of your Son, Jesus Christ, your Holy Son. Have faith in God. Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so, Holy Father God, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction and your anointing, your freedom, the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word, to read your Holy Word, to sing the songs of Zion, to pray. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would bless and protect uh, all Christian families, including our Christian family. Uh, Lord, as you have down through the years, the children are on their own now, and so Lord, help them to uh, do what they have been trained to do, what they have been taught to do, without fault and without fail, and Lord, I pray that you'll bless and protect my entire family, protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than the snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray, have everything we do and say tonight in front of the camera and behind the camera, behind the scenes, to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for uh, the lifting up of the Savior so others can hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Amen. We continue in this series 
I think we're on message number 32 now, or somewhere around there. And uh, on Tuesday night, I talked with you about the fruits of the Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Self-control, having the ability to control yourself and therefore, uh, for the most part, the situation that you find yourself. And beloved, this is crucially important uh, to success in your life, to live a triumphant life to live a victorious life, to have self-control. But it's really not self-control when it comes down to being a Christian. It is about H.S. control, Holy Spirit control. But you can always tap into it if you're not living a life of sin and you're not in rebellion against God and you're you're praying without ceasing that the Holy Spirit controls you. Because see, if you don't have that power from the Lord, uh, there's another power that's going to control you. Demon possession. Flesh possession, if you will, yourself and the demon spirits and you combine those two you are out of control you're incontinent you you you, you uh, every day you're going to excuse the expression screw up and mess up and and you don't have that peaceful assurance and confidence from God that through God, through the Holy Ghost of God, through the Word of God, you can uh, control yourself. And, and even not respond to people who are out of control in a negative way. Okay? So I have two definitions for you tonight. Uh, regarding the definition of incontinence. One is gross, but I chose to put it in here anyhow. When we speak of incontinence in the church, which is, we don't speak about it enough, because see, once you uh once you lose this um, ability or if you never get this ability to control yourself through the power of the Holy Spirit you're just going to make a mess of things it 
is going to mess like this. In the natural, when a person is incontinent, they cannot control their bowels. They cannot control their urination. It becomes, watch this, a nasty situation. And transferring that over into the spiritual realm, when you are out of control and the Holy Ghost is not controlling you, you make a mess everywhere you go. You make a mess, a stinky mess, everywhere you go because you don't have that Holy Ghost help and the ability that only the Holy Ghost can give you to sometimes when you're dealing with foolish acting people to just let it go. When you're out of control and walking in the flesh or demon-possessed, you make a stinky situation every time and sometimes you make it even worse. In the family, in the church, on the job, that stinking odor you smell is you. Not everybody else. You, you're the one who stinks because you're out of control and you don't even have the power, the wherewithal, and the ability to control yourself. So you are always letting other people control you. And they can play you like a puppet. In fact, you are a puppet. to them because all they have to do is push a few buttons and there you go. Speaking a little bit of the little mind that you have, giving everybody your two cents which is not, which is not worth anything, and you make a bad situation worse by running off at the mouth because you don't have any control. You, 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 and watch this. You know when you get up in the morning, you don't have any control over what you do and what you say because you let the devil, listen to me carefully, you let the devil and the flesh control you from the get-go. Yes, you do. And right from the get-go, you're off to the races in all directions. No purpose. No purpose-driven life. No goals. No, no confidence that you are going to reach your God-given goals today. You don't even have any goals. Your mind is scattered. You just want to be a hellcat all day long and try to bogart your way through. Because you're, you're, you're nothing but a selfish, stubborn, uh, rebellious person walking in the flesh or just lost and on your way to a devil's hell. Another definition more closer to what, um, and, and this is the age of wokeism. It's all about you.
in Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life is all about God first. See, and people who have Holy Ghost self-control, they understand that. You know where you know where you're gonna find them first thing in the morning. My wife, who suffers from this malady of not having self-control, she knows where she's gonna find me after 35 years of marriage every day. She knows the first thing I'm going to get to and do. She's standing right here. She could verify it. I've never lied to my wife. I've never lied on my wife. She could verify it right now. She knows what I'm going to do. She may not want to join me. She may not want to do it, but she knows where I'm going. And what I'm going to do, we're going to have prayer. And we're going to read the Bible. So uh, that's what a person who is through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, he has the control, self-control, with the Holy Spirit controlling him to do what is the most important thing. You know the most important thing in life? Uh, for a Christian in the morning is to pray. I don't care who you are. And I've told pastors this and pastors' wives, pastors' wives, and uh, I mean pastors and pastors' wives have told me the truth. They don't pray. Many of them don't pray at all. They make that glaring mistake that so many Christians in the pews make. I got, I got my to-do list and I got to get started on it. If I stop to pray, it's going to throw me off my list. Let me tell you something. If you don't stop to pray, the list is going to be shot to hell. I said it like that for a purpose and for a reason. The list is, the list is not going anywhere if you don't stop and talk to God and pray to God. So that's where my my wife is gonna find me, and she'll try to get out of it, and try to go wash the dishes, try to clean up something like she's doing something important. And no, no, stop, stop, take your gloves off, come on over here, we're gonna pray. We're gonna read the Bible. Uh, you know, we're gonna drink our shake, and then we're gonna exercise. I got, I have a plan. It's pretty much the same every day. And one or two things may get knocked off for some other, maybe more important things, but not prayer. Not prayer. Not the Word of God. Now, let me give you another definition. Number one, lack of voluntary control over urination or defecation. I kind of touched on that already. Causes of urinary incontinence. 
And don't get mad at me because I'm bringing this up. You got some pads on right now. You got some adult diapers on right now. So, so later for that. It's a reality. Sometimes people lose it. They start to laugh and boom, they're gone. Out of control. Okay, the older you get, the more you like that. Have you ever been around older people and and they can't, you know, get around like they used to and, and they have a, a smell, a stench, a smell of urine on them or something else? Whereas before in life, they didn't do that. They, 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 they're incontinent. They need help in that area. And as I pointed out, you make a mess of things when you are spiritually incontinent. Number two, lack of self-restraint. See, this is why you hear me pray. And if you think I'm praying about this live in front of people for a game or something or to get back at somebody and other stupid stuff like that, you're crazy. But every now and then you'll hear, you'll hear me pray that I'll pray to God and yeah, and, and if she does not uh, do right, if my wife does not do right, and, and she is trying to hinder the service, or whatever, I have asked the Lord many times to restrain her, to control her, to cast out all demonic influences. The emotional incontinence of modern society in the day of wokeism. That's where we are today. People are out of control. Woke pastors and pastors' wives are out of control. They do not regulate themselves to the Word of God anymore. They don't care what the Word of God says. They've already been paid their 30 pieces of silver. And uh, they got the money. They done built a big house. They've been paid off. As long as they got theirs, they'll go ahead on with the program, with the game of promoting wokeism and homosexuality and allowing homosexual, uh, practicing homosexual drag queen people into the church to teach your children. They're already in the schools. Pastors now are learning how to deal with such ungodly, bizarre things as you Christian this child when he was little as a boy. His name is George. And now he comes to the church with his parents in a dress and with uh, bright colors on his face and uh, different color hair, pink, purple, and all of that with braids, supposed to be now a transgendered girl, penis cut off, and all of that, and pastors are being taught by evangelical organizations, you mark it down, on how to deal with some mess like that. No pastor should have to deal with that. And the smart pastors will not deal with that. Uh, you, you know, you, you need to tell the you need to tell the family 
Okay, this is what you all want for your son? Not his name. His name was George. Not his name is George yet. If this is what you want for your son, then y'all need to go to this other church down the street. I, I'm not. I'm not taking back my uh, uh, anointing on that boy child that I prayed on him. And by the way, that boy child, not boy George, but that boy child is going to come back when he's 17 years old with his life messed up and he's going to want to talk to you, Pastor. So you better do right. And that is oppose the public school system, oppose his parents who are so-called supporting him and move right along. Allow me to bring in some practical, uh, the second part of this message, some practical, uh, personal things that I've seen in my own uh, family extended. My extended family trying to influence my children also their church trying to influence them uh, to be woke and full of hell and the devil as they are trying to make them twofold more the uh, child of hell than themselves that's what they're trying to do they're not going to be successful so folks that is what is going on at this time I'm getting down to a point where I'm wrapping things up and so I told the folks weeks ago this is a part of this a part of uh, the writing that I did some weeks ago when God revealed to me what the devil was doing through my own extended family against my precious children which they don't even know and what their church is doing as well. A woke church, woke, woke pastor, woke pastor's wife, and woke mentors. So do not be shocked if something negative happens to me or against me. Don't be shocked. I'm telling you ahead of time. They want John the Baptist's neck. There are people in my own so-called family, extended family, who are so devilish they're trying to get my oldest children to turn against me and uh, make them woke and disrespectful. Uh, when I train them to be re uh, respectful throughout their lives. That's a part of wokeism. To be mad at your parents and uh, be disrespectful towards your parents and to other authority members. I mean, uh, uh, other authorities such as the police, the government, and wokeism has wreaked havoc in this country tear down authorities 
they practice the psychological principle of reductionism. They want to reduce you down to nothing and make you think that what you believe and what you say does not matter, which is a lie to hell. Parents and pastors and police officers, you still have God's authority. You're going to quit and bow down to their foolishness? No, no. Let, 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 let that go back to hell where it came from. Do not subject yourself to it. If anybody's going to subject themselves, it will be them. Just because you get a challenge to your authority does not mean you need to submit to the devil and people who you're over, that God put you over. You walk faithfully and obediently in the authority that God put you in. And you don't have to be belligerent because they're not worth being belligerent over. You don't have to be bothered with that foolishness. Get it out of your life. If that, I mean, because, see, the devil is behind that. You don't want the devil in your life. For example, if somebody becomes uh, all of a sudden they're homosexual and they support homosexuality and they want to come over to talk, if I were you, I would not let them come over and talk because that's not worth talking about. Does that make any sense to you? Why would you put yourself under that demonic foolishness? You talk among yourselves. Don't come bringing that mess to me when you know I'm not going to agree with it and I don't agree with it. That's family, friends, and foes. Well, we want you to love your child. We want you to love your grandchild. We want you to love whoever has gone berserk and has become a homosexual. I still love you. I just don't want to be bothered with your foolishness, your demonic foolishness from hell. That's all. Respect me enough that you know not to bring that mess around me when you know I don't agree with it. As I said the other day, what if I came to you, my children, all of my children, grandchildren, uh, extended family members, siblings, and aunties and mother of my wife? What if I said, yeah, well, um, I feel like my sexual orientation is adultery. I love adultery. And I just love fornication and having sex with many other women. And, you know, so I identify as an adulterer. I, I, I'm about to make myself laugh. Because that's how you sound. You sound stupid. And no matter how you feel and what you want to do with your perverted mess, is it right? See, that's the first thing you Negroes going to say to me. Oh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. You can't be an adult. Well, you can't be a homosexual, lesbian, queer, uh, uh, bisexual uh, devil. How about that? Transgender, you can't be it. If I can't be an adulterer, you can't be that. And your mess is worse than mine. Oh, that got you, didn't it? You understand that, don't you? So you'd be, you'd be all in all. How dare you say you committing adultery on my daughter? How dare you say you committing adultery on my niece? How dare you? Uh -huh. You'd be all up and ready to fight. 
You need to divorce him if he he's going to be talking about that's his sexual orientation. Well, what about you, devils? You a lesbian, a homosexual, bisexual, uh, uh, transvestite, secret uh, drag queen, bestiality, having sex with anim- animals and all kind of mess like that, trying to get off on your own dog. Huh? That's far worse. Oh, but I, I can't do what I want to do. But you can do what you want. And you want me to accept it. But you won't accept my adultery. My life of adultery. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Somebody said a long time ago. See, that does not even make sense, does it? Go ahead and admit it doesn't make sense. I feel like being a man today, and you you have been a woman for 27 years, for 35 years. Uh, That's stupid. Okay? I don't want to be around stupid. I don't want to talk to people who talk stupidly. And as I said the other night, I will never, never, never accept any of it. And and you're going to hate me for that? Try to false accuse me for that? Try to brainwash my children for that because you are mad at me about my preaching which you say with your own mouth. You say with your own mouth. That's the main thing you want to see stop. You got people, you got my children trying to block the sermons and everything else. Coming from my own family, so-called. From woke pastors or a woke world that has harassed me online and otherwise for over 13 years now. This is nothing new. It just has, it has intensified over the past year or two. Continue to pray for me. Now here's another set of verses dealing with false prophets. I'm getting ready to deal with the false pastors, the woke pastors. And I know who they are, I know where they are. They're full of hell and the devil too. Woke pastors and teachers of woke, inclusive, demonic foolishness that has wreaked havoc in the churches, this nation, and around the world. First, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Always remember what Jesus said there. Ye shall know them by their fruits. You listen to me. You will know a false, lost prophet, pastor, by his fruits. If he believes and supports that homosexuals ought to be members, practicing homosexuals ought to be members of the church when they they won't even have a practice. Uh, practicing uh, adulterer be a member of the church. But some do. 
they know is wrong. And so that's why they can't say anything to the homosexuals. And the homosexuals know it. That's why they march right on in there with their gay colors on and holding hands and tapping on each other on purpose to cause a problem. And they understand that once they become a member, even though, though they may be a drag queen, they can teach Sunday school. And you can't stop them. And so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, tonight let's pray. And uh, pray with me for those who are not saved. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for the energy, strength, and liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word, uh, the whole counsel of God, and I thank you for blessing me to get to this point in this uh, series. I pray now for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, uh, for some people are doing certain things because they're ignorant. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, those of you who are already saved, please pray for others who need to be saved. Understand with me the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow me to tell you the bad news first. The bad news is you are a wicked, evil, ungodly, undone, depraved sinner. For the holy word of God says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you're in the same boat with me. You're in the same boat with the Pope the Dalai Lama, and Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America. <clears throat> we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's better than you, and you're not better than anybody else. The Bible also says that the rages of sin is death. This means that you're going to die because of your sins. That's why we die because of our sinful nature and because of our sins. And once we die, if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior in this life, we die and go to hell. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than the prophets in the Bible in the Old Testament and more than the Apostles in the New Testament. He said about hell that hell is a place where the fire is never quenched. Hell is an awful place of torment where the smoke goes up forever and forever. And people will be tortured and burn in hell and are being tortured and burning in hell as I speak and will be there for thousands upon thousands, millions of years uh, 
That's how bad sin is. You say, Preacher, I believe God is too loving to send me to hell. He's not going to send you to hell. He did everything he could to save you from hell. He died for your sins. And you can rest assured that he did not die in vain. And you can rest assured if he died for your sins, if God Almighty, the Son of God, died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead because he loves you, uh, my dear friend, you're going to hell if you do not believe in him, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross in a cruel death, was buried and rose on the third day. In fact, uh, I hope I can say this right. Uh, The fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and if he is the Son of God, and he is, that makes him God, suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, that assures that if you don't trust in him and believe in him, you're going to hell forever. Just the cross alone, your rejection, your rejection of it, your rejection of Jesus Christ alone, the Son of God, God in the flesh, loving you so much that he became a sin offering to himself. Nobody else could do it So God wrapped himself in flesh. He loved you so much. Came down off his beautiful throne. Never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. Never did anything wrong or anybody wrong. And allowed himself to be beaten beyond recognition. Allowed himself to be crucified on the cross, and he never committed any sins. Humiliated before the world, mocked by his own creations that he creation that he was dying for. Son, listen to me. Daughter, listen to me. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust him as Savior, that's the main reason why you're going to hell. You got to go. Because God died for you. God died for us, man. That's love for you. So don't ever say, God I will, God is never going to send me to hell. God's not going to send you to hell. He does not want you to go to hell. He did everything he could to keep you out of hell. But you can rest assured, you will go to hell and stay there forever if you reject Jesus Christ and not believe on him and believe in him. That's a fact. Just that alone. That's your greatest sin right there. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've got to go to hell. you got to go. You can't reject that kind of love from God Almighty who created you and created the world you live in. Yes, sir, buddy. You can rest assured. 
Hell is a real place. And if I were you, I would stop playing games and I would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and pray and ask him to save my soul. For Jesus Christ said, the most loving, the most magnificent, and the most uh, important words ever said in the history of mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save your soul, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults, my iniquities against you. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way I know how, in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins. In light of what you've done for me, help me to change. Help me to turn from my wicked, evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. If I was a shouting Christian, I will shout right now. You know the true saints, they don't need any music to shout. They'll cut a step without the music right quick. I've seen them do it. They'll kick that leg out and twist their heads away, throw that fist up, they gone. That's it. My dear friends, may God bless you. Thank you for being with me tonight and witnessing God using me to preach one of the greatest gospel messages I've ever preached. And uh, I trust that you were convinced to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
And if you truly believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, and you called upon his name, and you asked him to save you, then according to God's word, according to the words of Jesus Christ, you are now saved. You are now born again. And may I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now I have some free things for you. I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com pardon me, and get my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Tap on it and download it to your device. Pardon me, and start reading it instantaneously. And you can probably read it if you got a little coffee. Yeah, you plan on staying up all night. You can probably read it before you go to bed. And it will help you to grow in your newfound faith in Christ and become a strong disciple in Christ. It will give you next steps. Then down at the bottom of the Gospel Light Society site, you will see some podcasts populating there. If you hit that bottom line, it will take you to thousands of other podcasts, nearly 50 different subjects that will uh, teach you the Bible and teach you theology from a seminary, uh, Bible, university, college level. Uh, And uh, here a little, there a little, line upon line.